welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Tonight is an awesome night. I'm glad to be here tonight with you. Talk to God this evening as you're about to hear his word. Lift your two hands and bless his name. Then I long to worship you. And I love to worship you. You alone are my strength and my shield. Oh, you alone make my spirit new. you. Alone at my heart, I desire and I long to worship you. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for your blessing. We thank you for having mercy upon us. We thank you for bringing us together once again. We thank you for granting us the permission to come into your presence and to teach us your word. We pray that your glory will fill this house. You teach us your word. You instruct us in your word. And let us not live here the same. I pray that Lord, by the time we are leaving this place, our spirit will be stirred up unto courage. I pray that anyone going through a kind of intimidation in this life, anybody going through a trial, that is forcing him or her to quit the agenda of destiny. Lord, I pray that as I teach your word today, let there be revival, let there be renewal, and let there be an awakening. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Tonight, as we know that this month is a month of great achievement, it is designed for us to prepare ourselves and get into full motion with destiny by the design of God. God has plans for us and it was evident in the greater West we just had last week. It was a great period sitting under the general overseer and from day one to day three, we could feel that God had come through and spoken directly to us. I'm, 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 I'm going to attempt in the month of August, by the grace of God, to help us position ourselves. 
Because you can be in your season and miss God. The man at the pool of, 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 of Bethesda, when Jesus was standing right in front of him, was still looking elsewhere. He could have missed his time of visitation. But by the grace and the power of God, I don't see you missing your moment. I don't see you missing the, 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 the grace God wants to put on you to achieve more for his glory. The, the thing about achievement is that when a Christian works in achievement, it brings glory to God. God is glorified in our achievement. God is glorified if we take the mountains for him. Like Caleb said that, give me that mountain. It brings glory to God. The more exploits we do as believers, the more God's glory fills the earth. Hallelujah. He said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. So, the more we walk in achievement, the more we bring glory to God. Why? Because the Bible also says that God created us in his own image. So, we are the God the world sees. God works through us whilst we are on earth. So, the more we achieve, we don't achieve for self-satisfaction, or self um, 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 prestige. No. We achieve things to bring glory to the anointing of God. To bring glory to the grace of God. To bring glory to the help of God. So that when we get to where we have to get to, we will say like Paul, I am what I am by the grace of God. So achievement is not carnal. And we must achieve things in our lives. Our lives must be filled with works, good works, great achievements, great exploits. The Bible said that they that know their God, they shall work strong and they shall do exploits. Your knowledge of God must be translated into achievement. Knowing God without exploits is frustration and it's likely that you don't know God. Our relationship with God must manufacture or must produce great achievement. And tonight, I'm going to take a subject so it's going to run concurrently with the Sunday series. Okay, so the Sunday, we are looking at the portrait of the winner. From next Sunday, we look at the portrait of the winner. Last Sunday, we, we looked at the, making a decision to be a winner. But on Tuesdays, we're going to look at this particular subject called the character of courage. The character of courage. I am yet to see an achiever who did not walk in this character. You cannot do greater works without this character. And Sunday, I made us make three declarations. I am born in Christ. I am born for greater works. And I am born for great achievements. You cannot do greater works in Christ 
without the character of courage. No man achieves anything without the character of courage. You cannot plant anything without the character of courage. Because for you to take the seed and look into the ground and put the seed in the ground and leave the place and go home, trusting that every day when you pour water at that spot, the water is producing what is needed for that little seed to come. You need a kind of courage. Without courage, you cannot build anything. Are you here with me? So we are going to look at the character of courage. And I pray that, you know, Tuesday services are my best services. It's the, it's the factory where we make Christians. It's different being born again. Salvation is a great opportunity. But beyond salvation, it's teaching them to observe. Teaching them to observe. So the best moment for your church life is your time in teaching service. Your time in teaching service. Because it teaches you what to do as a believer. So the character of courage. And this teaching is going to help you. There are so many things going on around us that if you are not careful, you will be discouraged and you will join the numbers. There are so many things around us that are not real. They are, they are not real. But many are being deceived to go and the substance of destiny is being left. And I'm going to, by the time I finish this, you, you understand what I'm talking about. So let's go straight into the message and I pray that it will bless you. Let's pray. Father, may you add your blessing to the teaching of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. The character of courage. We live in a pressure cooker age. I heard a pastor use that word and I want to start my teaching with that. A pressure cooker age. A young lady will be 25 years. Everybody will ask, when are you marrying? When is the wedding? When is the wedding? When you pass here, your mother will ask you. When you pass here, your father will ask you. When you pass here, even your enemies will ask you. A pressure cooker age is the period we are all in. Pressure is everywhere. We find ourselves in, in, in situations that whether you like it or not, you will feel the pressure. Even, even babies in the womb of mothers, they feel pressure. That's why some of them die. <laughs> so you have stillbirth. There was a pressure. No, no oxygen, lack of oxygen, stress. They die. So whether you like it or not, you are born into a pressure cooker age. Alcoholism. Now listen to this. Alcoholism. Drug abuse. 
child abuse, job challenges, divorces, prostitution, robberies, are all signs of the pressure that, that they are all signs that talks about the pressure we are in in our days. The pressure is so much when you see alcohol, alcohol, when you see people consuming alcohol after work, sitting at pubs. Now, every area there are pubs, every time you see a pub. It is a man-made solution to release some of the pressure. It's not just a business venture, but it's a, it has become a hub where people feel like if we go and sit down and drink some volumes of alcohol, we will at least release some pressure. People simply cannot take the pressure in our time. They cannot rise up and meet the Goliath of their lives because they feel so pressured. People walk out of their marriages because they say, Pastor, I cannot take it anymore. Follow the teaching. Pressure everywhere. People apply for school. They are in school. Second year, they quit. You ask them, Charlie, the pressure is too much. People do exorbitant weddings out of pressure. When they finish, they change their line because the vendors will be calling them. <laughs> Are you following me here tonight? We have to, if you have to achieve anything in life, we have to walk in the courage that God has made available for us. Every stage of life has its own pressure. I'm laying the foundation before I start firing. Every stage of life. Check it. Isn't it interesting the way when you're writing exams, your final exams, you are so excited. It's my last paper. It's my last paper. <laughs> only for the results to come. Okay. Oh, you did very well. You've passed. You have been promoted to class two. <laughs> you go to class two, the same thing. Class three, class four. After primary, you think you finish school. You are going to JSS. At JSS, the thing becomes tougher. When they finish BC, it's like they finish school. Don't be, you see them, see Jama everywhere, destroy. Then they go to secondary. Then you go and write SSE. Then you enter into the uni. When you finish university, you think you are finished just for you to come and face where you are going to do your national service. National service, wahala. After national service, you come and face unemployment. <laughs> then you get a job. You go and meet some wicked manager. After working a while, one dawn, your mother will call you, my daughter, you are growing old. You have not brought anybody to the house. When are you married? When you get married, after one year, they will call you. I want to carry my granddaughter. I want to carry. So, <laughs> the 
the pressure never ceases. You have a child. Oh, is it only one? Two. Is it only two? Three. You add one so that it will be a complete family. Now you start looking for land. You have to start building. Your children must go to school. And you have to watch them that they don't become drug addicts. They don't... Then when they are growing, you have to make sure that they marry the right person. (laughs) So every level in life will come with pressure. I used to think that, you know, those days when I, when I was in primary school and I saw young people, young men having the ability to stop a yogurt seller. Stop yogurt seller, buy yogurt, buy meat pie. <laughs> I said, one day when I grow, the reason why I wanted to grow was that so that I can also buy yogurt and meat pie. If I knew that this was how the pressure was. Hmm. So the pressures of life can be felt everywhere. When you are married as a wife and you don't have a child, you feel the pressure. Then when you deliver, you'll be so happy when you deliver, but you don't know that for the next three weeks, you will not have more than two hours sleep. Not one hour poor you get. Even when you are sleeping, it is like you are watching a movie over your child. So the pressures of life is everywhere. Many young people are committing suicide in a generation than never before. Pressure. Even statistically, in the US, between six years and nine years, the rate of suicide has gone up. So you ask yourself, what at all can drive a seven-year-old boy to commit suicide. Pressure. Say pressure. Say pressure. Say pressure. Newlyweds. Pressure. When people get married, no, the people will be watching. Is the stomach coming out or is not coming out? Pressure. Single parenting. Marriage. Crisis. We all have our Goliaths to face. You cannot become a great achiever without a story of encountering Goliaths. I'm going to help somebody here tonight. Rocky marriages are all over. Yes. You can see a very powerful Christian, but his marriage is not working. A very powerful Christian, good Christian, but he's poor. He's broke. A very, when we were on campus, there were very audacious. I know of a popular musician. He failed his papers, sir. He has not been able to complete school. But the Lord has exalted him. There were people, I remember when I was writing my last paper, last exam, there was a senior ahead of me who I thought I had completed. He came to sit in the class to write a paper. But this was somebody I was looking up to. Everybody goes under pressure. 
So don't sit somewhere when you see somebody succeeding, you say, Where they were nyano for? No. No matter how high you go, every level comes with it pressure. Don't envy anybody. <laughs> envy yourself. You have to envy yourself because the level you are in has packaged its own problem for you. Because if God did not do it like that, eh, and the problem of the president is your problem, you may not live. Your own self, you can't feed yourself. How can you feed 30 million people? Are you here with me? Is the pressure issue so clear to you? Yet, with the courage God has given to us, we can face every pressure that comes our way. You can be pressed down, but never broken. Yeah. I remember Reverend Jibodi talking about how the, the coconut tree can, the wind can blow no matter how it is. The coconut tree will never break. It may bend, but it will never break. You can come under pressure, but if you decide to remain in the grace and the courage that God has given to you, there is no way the problem can break you. How do you face your Goliath? So that we are... We, we want to call the challenges Goliath. We want to call the pressure Goliath. We want to call the situations Goliath. So how do you face? You know, there are, there, are, there are Christian couples with very disabled children. Yeah. There are many Christians who are frustrated because they write applications, nobody is calling them. Nothing seems to be working for you. Your background has no energy to push you. Things are not just going well. I came to open your eyes that there is a character of the Holy Ghost he's put in you called the character of courage. Yeah, courage. Number one, run to meet your Goliath. Run to meet your Goliath. I'm teaching. It's not enough to just confess Christ. Okay, there are, these are things you need to know. Because in the kingdom, some end up failing and some end up winning. God did not assure you that you win all your battles. <laughs> There are some battles you may lose. Israel never lost, never won all their battles. No, they never won all. But at the end of the day, they remain superior. When you meet a Goliath that you identify, run towards the Goliath. Don't allow the Goliath to run towards you. God does not give us wings to fly from problems. <laughs> your Goliath, I said, is defined as your problem, your calamity, your situation, the circumstance you find yourself in. 
God will never give you wings to fly out of your problems. It's not biblical. It's not scriptural. I'm yet to see a scripture that says that God will cause you to fly away from your problem. I'll show you. He will not give you wings to fly away from your... No, 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 no. Goliath came, stood. David saw Goliath and David was serving God. David was a servant of God. And when he began running towards Goliath, God could have made Goliath disappear. (laughs) But God did not allow Goliath to disappear. Goliath was there for David to defeat him. And when David defeated Goliath, the glory of God over his people was restored. When you overcome your Goliath, you bring glory to God. Church, this is our moment. This is our time. We are in our Kairos moment. And we must rise up. We must get our, the loins of our minds and see that this is the moment God wants to use us to make a statement in our own generation. And may your generation notice you because of the hand of God. God does not take us out of the world to keep us from experiencing pressure. It is the pressure that brings us into the presence of God. But for certain pressures you are going through, many of us will never come to Zion. So he puts it this way. Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He, he, he didn't say, I will cast out the, the heavy laden that have been put on my people. No. He said, if you are heavy laden, come unto me, and then I will give you rest. God will never take us out of this world and keep us from experiencing problems are part of the makeup of a champion. Every general you see will have a scar. That is why they have a star. Every star on the general is an indication that on the body of that general are scars. The scars are evidences of the battles. He has fought. So you meet a general, you see a scar on his ribs, and you ask him, sir, where from this scar? He can tell you the battle he fought. That got him the scar. But thank God every scar is covered by the uniform. Because the glory, when the glory comes, the scar will be forgotten. I pray for you that you will not miss your moment in destiny. God rather gives us the grace and the strength to walk through the pressure and he blesses us even in the midst of the pressure. That is when he is God. He will give us the grace to go through the pressure. He said, if you go through the fire, I'll be with you. If you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. The waters will not overcome you. I will be with you there. So God will give us the grace. God 
will give you the grace to go through that problem. I'm speaking to somebody. The problem might have kept long. It could be a family challenge. It could be a financial challenge. It could be an academic challenge. It could be an unemployment challenge. Whatever challenge it is, I am here to tell you, you are not going through this alone. All you need is your courage in the Lord to take the steps that God will ask you to take. He will not always quench the fire. He will ask you to go through the fire. And he will not only let you go alone. He is always with you. Am I preaching and am I teaching somebody? 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 9. We look at the scenario with Paul. Give me a softer version, a message version. It will help me. He said, because of the extravagance of those revelations... And so, I wouldn't get a big head. I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angels, angel did his best to get me down. What he, what he in best to get me down. But what he in fact did was push me to my knees. I told you, the pressure pushes you to the presence of God. Every pressure, every problem, every calamity, every situation that looks like it is you are being suffocated, that looks like you have gotten to a point where you are in a dilemma, is pushing you on your knees, to your knees, and pushing you towards your God. No danger then of walking around high and mount and mighty. At first, I didn't think of it as a gift and beg God to remove it. Sometimes it's better to look at COVID as a blessing. Sometimes it's better to look at a challenge, a problem as a challenge. Sometimes it's better to look at a, a, a situation as a blessing. He said, first, I didn't think that it was a gift. And I begged God to remove it. Three times I did pray. And then... He told me, my grace is enough. Somebody say, my grace is enough. Say, God's grace is enough. Say, God's grace is enough. Say, God's grace is enough. And it is working for me. Hallelujah. He said, it's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. So, God's strength. Give me the KJV of that one. He said, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So, my, your, your, your weakness will be there, but my strength will be glorified. So, God will not take you out of the problem, but he will allow you to go through the problem because grace to survive Grace to come out victorious has been made available for you. And how do I assess the grace? It's by the character of courage. The character of courage. All that I'm saying is just a background. It's the character of courage. God allows Shadrach, 
Meshach, have you ever thought why God will allow Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to go through the fire? Couldn't God have quenched the fire? But he allowed them to enter and the fire could not consume them. They entered the fire. So sometimes when you see a believer in fire, it doesn't mean that he has sinned. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not sin. They just stood for God and that was their punishment. That was their cross. That was their test. Say, go through the fire. Are you following me? After fasting and prayer, you have to understand that there are things God will allow you to go through. And he will not allow you to go through alone. There are things you have to rise up and face in your life to change it. And it will take courage. It will take courage. It will take strong courage. When Joshua was taken over from Moses, one of the things that God put in Joshua was courage. Because what Moses has not done, Joshua is supposed to do. Is to lead the people to the promised land. What has not been done before, Joshua is supposed to do. And God has called each one of us here. And those watching online, God has called you. Immediately you become born again. You receive a divine mandate. To do something that nobody has done before. And you need the character of courage. I say you need the character of courage. Receive it in the name of Jesus. God will not always stand down the heat. But right there in the fire, he will be with us. There are four ways you can react to your Goliath. There are four ways... A man can react to the Goliath. Number one, you can run from your Goliath, which many people do. Miritra. You can, you, you can run away from your Goliath. There are people who run away from their Goliath. There are people, number two, who go around their Goliath only to face them another time. <laughs> they go around their Goliath. Number three, there are people who ignore. The problem is that they ignore. And number four, the kind of people who enter into great achievement, like David, they confront their Goliath. I see you running towards your Goliath. I see you confronting your Goliath. I see you attacking your Goliath. I see you invading the territory of your Goliath. That situation will bow to you in the name of Jesus. Receive the wisdom. Receive the zeal. Receive the strength. Receive the might. Receive the technical know-how in the realms of the spirit. Receive the insight to bring down that Goliath. And you have the capacity. You have the grace. And you have the anointing to bring down that Goliath. Somebody shout, my Goliath is coming down. Achievers run to meet their Goliath. They don't run away. 
from their Goliath. They don't go around their Goliath and they don't ignore their Goliath. Immediately you identify your Goliath. Immediately you identify the problem. You see, it takes the Spirit of God in you to help you identify your problem. And from tonight, you see, you must be very, very restless as a young person, as a Christian, to find out what is the Goliath that is confronting you. Until you discover your Goliath, until David set his eyes on Goliath, he was going to give food to his brothers, but when he saw Goliath, he saw his glory. When he saw Goliath, he saw his promotion. When he saw Goliath, he saw his breakthrough. When he saw Goliath, he saw his marriage. And he said, ah, I will not ignore Goliath. You need to have the spirit to confront your Goliath when you identify. And it takes the spirit of the Lord to carry you into your bloodline. The spirit of the Lord to open your eyes in that situation. The spirit of the Lord to let you know. How do I know? The Bible said that and the prophet Ezekiel was carried in the spirit into the valley of the dry bone. It was not Cana. It was in the spirit. There was an army. But they were in dry bone condition. But God had to carry the spirit of Ezekiel to see. And I pray that the Holy Spirit after 40 days of power and after greater works, may the Holy Ghost open your eyes to locate your Goliath and may you confront it by the strength and the wisdom of God. And I see you coming out with victory to give glory to God. Somebody shout a big amen. So First Samuel chapter 17 verse 48. When you see a Goliath, begin to praise God. Thank God because it is your moment. As Dr. Otterbell declared that this is your moment, it is a season you will meet your Goliath. But God's word has gone ahead of you. That means that every Goliath is a no match for the believer who has keyed into grace. May the spirit of courage come upon you. Courage. Bible said, and it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hasted and ran towards the army to meet the Philistine. Courage. How can a little boy, 16 and a half, 17 years boy, run towards a giant like Goliath, who was armed with every armory? It takes courage. It is not anointing. It is courage. You can be anointed and not have courage. Was Saul not anointed? Was he not in the battlefield? He could not face the Goliath. He was anointed, but he did not have courage. Anointing minus courage is no achievement. May the spirit of courage, may the spirit of courage engineered by the Holy Ghost be stirred up in you in this season. Yeah. 
They were there. It was only Caleb that opened his mouth and said, give me that mountain. Don't just be anointed. Walk in the spirit of courage. Even when it comes to marriage, it takes courage. Five years ago, we asked, when are you married? Oh, this year. The next year, we asked, oh, this year. You are afraid. You don't have the courage. Am I preaching? Courage is the character we need when we must face danger and difficulties. Courage is the character we need when we have to face danger and difficulties. When you are in your season, you must have the courage to confront challenges. When you are in your season, you must have the courage. There are things God wants to give to us, but most of us don't have the courage. We are not walking in the courage. I don't want to use the word you don't have. You have it, but you, you don't want to walk in courage. The spirit of fear has crippled you, but today, let the chains of fear be broken off your life. Courage. You can, people, we say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ. But in the face of that challenge, we break down. I decree and I declare, the next time you find yourself in that battle, you will shock your enemies. From tonight, when you find yourself in the midst of any challenge, you will surprise your enemies. In the name of Jesus. Receive the spirit of courage. Receive the spirit of courage. A fiery courage. A daring courage. An adventurous courage. A spirit engineered courage. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. A spirit engineered courage. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Courage is the character of standing fast. <laughs> Sometimes I look at the Genova here and I'm like, this one, how many people can stand up this pressure? <laughs> you want to be a great achiever? We must develop the spirit of courage. Courage is not written on your face. Courage is written in your spirit and is seen in your actions. It's not having, I mean, you can meet some people, they look very, very courageous in their face, but Charlie, courage is a spirit. And that is what we see in the apostles. Don't preach, don't go and preach. Lions are chewing their brothers and they are still preaching. I read the story of Bartholomew. He was martyred for the Lord. And it was so some way. And you can see the spirit of courage. Anyone that walks with Jesus for a while will become courageous. 
May you not walk in church. May you not walk with the Lord. May you not walk around God. May you not deal with God and come out without God. May, may you not. Yeah. Moses was so timid until he met God. God said, put your hand in your door. He brings a le- leprous. God said, drop your stick. After that day, he could go back to face Pharaoh. You cannot have a genuine encounter with God and not catch the spirit of courage. Receive the spirit of courage in the name of Jesus. Can you imagine the Israelites? God said, when you get to the land, go around the building. Every day, go around it once without ammunition. You need courage because Jericho was not a small town. And they will not have small army. They will have sophisticated because if their war was able to carry two cars at the same time, any people that can build that kind of war, they don't have small army. If we are going without ammunition and they come and stand by the wall, and those days they fight close combat. I learned that on Greater Works when Doc was preaching. Close combat. So they will be on the wall with their arrows. You, are not have, you need courage to obey God. The reason you cannot obey God is because you are torn between opinions. But in the spirit of courage, you will carry your tithe and give to the Lord. You will carry the first fruit and give to the Lord. You will make a decision to stand for God. You will make a decision to win a soul for God. You will make a decision to love your enemies. You will make a decision and stand with the Lord with the spirit of courage. Are you here with me? I'm teaching. I don't want to preach. To be courageous is... To be bold, alert, firm, and persistent when coming against a Goliath. Courage, listen to me. Courage is not the absence of fear. But it is the refuser. That is the word. Refuser to allow fear to master you. Should I repeat that? Courage is not the absence of fear. But it is the refusal of a man to allow fear to master him. Hmm. When you see people achieving things, eh, it is not because they didn't fear. They were, fear came to their thoughts. There were, there, there was fear to counter their ambition, to counter what they have planned. This thing you are going to do, if this thing happens, what will happen? If you go and do this and this one, and many investors have lost money. Fear, courage, is not, it's not the, the absence of fear at all, no. In the midst of fear, you must refuse to allow fear to master you. Hallelujah. You must move in courage in order to have the confidence to face your challenge. Courage 
is where you derive your confidence. Courage is to live like you don't fear to fail. <laughs> Courage is to walk like you don't fear to fail. Courage is to talk like you don't fear to fail. That is courage. And this is the character of the lion of which you are likened to. Courage. Courage. If we can catch and get baptized under this character, courage. A courage. If you are and Christian ladies are married, they are becoming third wives, second wives. Because they feel their time of flattery is over. Courage. Courage will cause you to stand by your bent offering until your offering begins to speak for you. Courage. There is no achievement without a trace to courage. Oh, Jesus, help your church. I see a courageous generation rising up. I see a Joshua generation rising up. I see a Caleb generation rising up. I see a David generation rising up in the mighty name of Jesus. Courage is living as though it is impossible for you to fail. (laughs) You are living your life like it is impossible for you to fail. Not because you have the strength on your own. No. But because of whom, in whom you have believed. Because of who is behind you. Because of who is with you. Because of who is inside of you. You cannot fail. And if the devil gets to know that you, are, you have this understanding. That you are living your life like you cannot fail. He will know that he's already defeated. Hallelujah. This is the way David faced Goliath. How can a young man, you are not protected. All you have is a stone and a sling. And you are running towards a Goliath. I'm sure King Saul had already judged the boy that was a proud boy. One of the mistakes many people do is to mistaking pride and courage, and courage, and pride. It can be very difficult for you to decipher. That is why you must mind your own business. <laughs> yeah. Only the person operating in that character knows what he's working in. Who makes you a judge over somebody? Develop the character of courage. Else you will achieve nothing. Because if God wants to bless you, he will not cook your house from heaven. He will not cook the marriage from heaven. Hey, this is heaven cooked marriage. No. You have to work it. You have to plow. You have to plant. You have to water. You have to water. You have to water. You may plant once, but you water and water and water and water and water. Until the fruit comes. You need courage. 
you need courage. I don't know what you are calling for for your life. You are praying, God, I need divine promotion. I need divine promotion. The fact that it is divine promotion doesn't mean that it will not come with obstacles. The reason maybe your divine promotion has not come is because God can see that when the obstacle comes in your promotion, you may not be able to stand. But it is time for you to develop courage. And one of the places and areas you can begin to develop that spirit of courage because it's already there is being a good steward of God's finances, money. The courage to be faithful to God with your money is a good training ground. I'm teaching. David did not hesitate one minute when he saw Goliath. Courage is that thing that comes upon you that naturally you wouldn't have done what you did. Every man who proposed to his wife will tell you that he, at the time he was going to propose her, his heart. <laughs> but when he began to speak, there was a flow. Somebody talked to me. Then when he leaves the place, into me, pan, maka, 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 maka. Even if they say, I'm going to pray about it, you say, you'll be talking to yourself. I've said, I've said it. He bounce, he bounce, it doesn't bounce, it doesn't bounce. I've said it. Those who have passed through, they know what I'm talking about. David confronted Goliath. Not the other way around. You have to identify your Goliath and you have to attack it. What is the Goliath? For some of us, nobody in our families have become a professor before. Nobody in our, there is no pastor in your family. There is no pastor in your family. Nobody has built a factory before. Nobody runs a viable business. No, like, then you need to ask yourself, what is the Christ in me doing? Then you have to take courage and stay in God. How do I say? When we say stay in God, it means that walking in the word of God, practicing the word, because it is in the practicing of the world that God unveils his glory in you and you begin to achieve many things. Five years from today, ten years from today, there must be places you must be. You didn't, if there was nothing to achieve on earth, the day you became born again should have died. There shouldn't be church because every redeemer must die. So immediately, somebody gives his life to Christ. Pa, he dies. But who is even going to evangelize? That means that there are things for us to achieve on earth. And you are going to achieve your own. I said you are going to achieve your own. Your mountain will be taken. Your territories will be occupied. 
You will take your position. You will take your possessions. You will take your blessing. You will help that person. Your name will be lifted up because the name of the Lord will be glorified. Your generation will know you in the name of Jesus. You announce you. God will announce you to your generation in Jesus' name. We should meet our problem. We should face it. It's called courage. Joshua's words to Israel are for all of us. Joshua chapter 10. I think everybody should go and study Joshua chapter 10 because of the way the general overseer stationed himself there. Joshua chapter 10 verse 25. I've started studying it. I've read it twice, twice already. I want to read it like 20 times. He said, And Joshua said unto them, Fear not, nor be dismayed, be strong and of good courage. Have you realized that there are some friends they'll tell, oh, let's go and do it. When the, the day comes, you won't see them. <laughs> oh, pastor, we'll be around. Evangelism. Oh. <laughs> we are doing five Saturdays of evangelism. The first day, you can get 50-something people. As surely as the Lord liveth. By the fourth day, it'll be like five. It's a bad courage. He said, be strong and of good courage. Give me another version. Fast. I'm concluding. Joshua told them, don't hold back. Don't be timid. Be strong. Be confident. This is what God will do to all your enemies when you fight them. Be confident. Be courageous. Start that business. And learn everything you need to know about. The problem about Christians and charismatic is we start the business and we learn nothing about it. All you like is you see you. <laughs> you do all the cards. Coca-Cola started as a small business. And you must have a burning desire and very courageous very confident in the Lord. Give me the NLT. I'm wrapping up. Don't ever be afraid or discouraged. One thing I've realized in life as a pastor, as whatever, there are many things that will challenge your faith that can lead you to be discouraged. Yeah. There are many situations that will come your way. There are things that will come your way for you to be discouraged, even as a pastor. You can hear something and you feel like, ah, who asked me to come and worry myself to pastor these people? <laughs> but you see, it's just a challenge. You don't focus on it. You focus on what you want and what must be done. She so said, don't ever be afraid or discouraged. Joshua told his men, be strong and courageous for the Lord is going to do this to all your enemies. Be strong, my people. You are in your moment. Be strong. Be determined. Go for what you want. Go for that course. Start that business. Build up yourself. Develop yourself because God has gone ahead of us. If Goliath held back, 
in the other version we saw. She said, don't hold back. If, if, if David, sorry, had held back, he wouldn't have married the daughter of the king. He wouldn't have had his family exempted from taxes. He wouldn't inherit half of the kingdom of Saul. I came to charge you. I came to speak to you. It's time to be courageous. It's time for us to be courageous. If we will walk in great achievement, we must learn to walk in the character of courage. A story is told about an American preacher. I'm ending with it. An American preacher. I've begun liking the stories of faith. And it speaks to us that our generation is not so different. <laughs> what will be, will be. <laughs> if you are sensing the call of God over you will not be the first person God has called. And you are not going to pastor animals. You will pastor human beings. And human being character is everywhere. That is why you can see this in church A and you go to church B. You go and see the same character. Maybe you are in church A. Somebody insulted you at the car park. You leave the church. You go to another church. They will not insult you at the car park. When they are serving communion, they will insult you. <laughs> so a story is told about an American preacher called Henry Ward Beecher. He started a campaign in his days against immorality, against alcoholism, against gambling in his community. Say courage. You see, you need it. I know you have dreams and visions and goals and ambitions. And you see, it is in these things that God will promote you. Yes. It's in your goals, your ambitions, your plans, the things God has laid on your hands. That is where your promotion will come from. But without courage, without courage, without courage, you can't even buy a land. Without courage. So, this man started a campaign against immorality, alcoholism, gambling in his area. Now, one of the main suppliers of alcohol to his community is so many years ago, 18-something, met him on the street one day and pulled a pistol on him. And he said, change what you have said. Stop saying what you are saying. Else I will shoot you. Then the pastor said, and I quote, Go ahead and shoot. I don't believe you can hit the mark as I have done. If you are bold and you are confident, what God has given to you, no witch, no wizard, nobody, the world is waiting for you to manifest. The world is waiting for your destiny to unfold. It will not unfold if you are timid. If you are timid. If you are easily discouraged. 
If you are easily discouraged, you think that when the prophet called you, I see the Lord, you are being raised as a financial giant. And you are clapping and crying. That is the end. You know what financial giants go through. I see, you see, the Lord is raising you and you are going to be the star of your family. You are going to be the breadwinner. You know what it means for bread, for you to be a breadwinner? You need courage and it shall come to pass. I see people entering, rise up and let's pray. We are going to pray that God release the spirit of courage over us. Release the spirit of courage over the church. Release the spirit of courage over my life. Release the spirit of courage over every member of this house. Over every man. Over every woman. Over every youth. Over every new breed. Everybody will come under the baptism of the spirit of courage. Lift your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Father we pray to baptize everybody in this house. Everybody in this house with the spirit of courage in the name of Jesus. The spirit of courage to stand the pressure, to stand the pressure and to store so high in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, that we will not run away from the problem. We will solve the problem. We are problem solvers. We don't run away from problems. Lord, stay in us the spirit of Joshua. Stay in us the spirit of Caleb. That mountain will come down. That Goliath will come down. We will change the history in our bloodline. The devil is a liar. Let the spirit of boldness, let the spirit of courage be stirred in us, Lord. We shall arise and we are arising to take the mountains of society. What has not been done in our lives, what has not been done in our generation, oh Lord, use us by the spirit of courage. We enter into new realms, we enter into new power, the realms of power, the realms of influence, the realms of glory. Let the little amongst us become thousand times more. In the name of Jesus, we pray the Lord, the spirit of courage, for you have not given us the spirit of bondage, the spirit again to be afraid, but Lord, we have received the spirit of adoption. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus, the spirit of the lion, the spirit of the horse will be stirred up in us, Lord. We take new territories. Yes, Lord, we decree and we declare a Ikala babola baba 
We bind the spirit of fear. Somebody pray in the name of Jesus that you will dominate. You will take full delivery of the blessings God has for you. You will take full delivery. The Lord will use you as a pen to write glory. The Lord will use you as a pen, as an ink in your generation. The spirit of courage is coming alive in you. Wherever you are, you can put your right hand on your belly in the next two minutes and begin to pray that let the spirit of courage be stirred up in me, be stirred up in my spirit, be stirred up in my heart, be stirred up in my mind. I am not running away from Goliath again. I am not running away from these challenges. We take him alone May every limitation receive the spirit of courage. You will cross the head of that serpent. You will make mockery of the activities of the enemy. What has not been done before in your family will be done by the grace of God that is operating in you. Receive the grace to walk in courage. Receive it in the name of Jesus wherever you are. I see the spirit of courage pushing you ahead, pushing you ahead. Just like David, you will run towards your colleague at a very early age. May the Lord use you to break barriers in your family. May the Lord use you to break limitations in your family. May the Lord use you uh, to rescue your family from perishing. Receive the grace receive the anointing receive the courage in the name of jesus your life will not be wasted Oh, Rapapapaya, your destiny will not be wasted. Go ahead, propose that business, take that bold step. God is with you, God has gone ahead of you. Receive the spirit of boldness. Let no man stand between you and your destiny. Let no spirit stand between you and your destiny. Let no system stand between you and your destiny. In the name of Jesus. Kabalo Kataya. Joshua chapter 10, verse 25. He said, be strong and be of good courage. May the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord give you strength from above.
May your spirit be empowered. May the strength of the horse be your portion. And may the strength of the lion be your portion. May the aggressive spirit of the lion be your portion. May you tear into pieces any adversity, any opposition that will rise up against your destiny person. May the aggressiveness of the lion come upon you and tear those oppositions into pieces. May the spirit of courage stir up. Stir up. Visions. Dead visions will come alive. You will do what your elder brothers have not done. You will do what your ancestors have not done. Because Christ in you is the hope of glory. I see every single person in this house walking in the spirit of courage. The character of courage. I decree and I declare your feet are anointed for great achievement. Your hands are anointed for great achievement. Your eyes are anointed for great achievement. Your destiny is anointed for great achievement. Somebody give the Lord praise and thank God. Just begin to thank him. Just lift your two hands and thank him. Thank him. Thank him for the character of boldness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Give your best shot to destiny. Give your best shot to destiny. And watch how God's glory will be unfolded in your life. Hallelujah. I want you to take an offering. Wherever you are, if you are in the building, take an offering, drop it at the far corners in the basket. Thank you for coming to church. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.